Hello and welcome to CMO Convo, the podcast from CMO Alliance that's all about starting those big conversations about what it means to be a great CMO. Today I'm speaking to Eric Fulweiler, Chief Marketing and Commercial Officer at 11FS, on how CMOs can evolve their role to survive and thrive in modern businesses. Hi Eric, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here today. Hey, super happy to be here. Um, So to get started, um, maybe you could introduce yourself and uh, maybe go into your role at 11FS. Sure. Yeah. Easier to say, easier for me to say my last name than it is for you too. <laughs> so I'm Eric Fulweiler, Chief Marketing and Commercial Officer here at 11FS. Uh, we work with financial service institutions to understand and take advantage of the future of digital within their industry. So I've been here for about two years. The company's five years old. And I started as Chief Marketing Officer, but about six months in, my role evolved into what it is now. And I know that's one of the topics that we're going to talk about, the evolving role of the CMO, which I'm, I'm super excited to lend my two cents on. And um, before that, I spent 10 years in the ad agency world. So I spent some time in big holding groups, but I spent a good chunk of that at uh, an agency called VaynerMedia, which has become one of the bigger independent digital agencies out there. And that's what brought me to this side of the pond. I'm sure you can tell I'm not from London originally, but I've been here for the last five years. Um, so I opened their their London office and helped to scale their presence in Europe. And then before that, did a bunch of startups over in the US between New York and San Francisco and actually spent the first year of my career in the nonprofit world. Awesome. Um, so. When you first got to the CMO role, did, were you approaching it with any kind of philosophy that led to evolving into the commercial officer role or was it just something that naturally happened as part of your tenure there? Yeah, I think a bit of both. I mean, I because my role before joining 11FS was MD of an agency, I wasn't the creative guy. I wasn't the strategy guy. I, I built a business. I ran a business. I think I came into it and it's one of the things I'm passionate about and I do think is important for CMOs. Um, sorry, let me just get rid of those notifications. Um, I do think it's important for CMOs is to have a little bit of a commercial background or foundation to who they are and how they think and how they work. So I think I had that coming in. I wasn't just going to be the brand guy or the content guy. I was like, all right, how do we use marketing to actually drive growth of the business? You know, where's my PL? What's the results it's driving? I was much more financially oriented, but it was my first brand side role. And so there was a lot of learning. And actually, funnily enough, the call I had just before this one was with a good friend of mine who's taking his first brand side role. And so it was interesting reflecting on what I've learned over the last two years coming to the brand side um, and what's important to kind of get situated and set up well as a CMO or CCO or whatever that role, whatever that title is for you. So you mentioned branding and content as being sort of like the main role of uh, a CMO usually. Um, What is the need to go beyond that? Why do CMOs need to go beyond that now? The way that I think about it is the role of marketing is to drive growth of the business. So, you know, you can go all the way back to the four Ps or you can look at what's happening. I think it's, it's really interesting where I sit at 11FS, but anybody can have this perspective just by looking at what's happening out there. If you look at what startups and scale-ups are doing differently from traditional incumbent organizations, it kind of gives you a bit of a view, maybe not into the future, but into the present of where things are, because these are companies that are being designed and built and modeled and structured from scratch for exactly how the world looks like today. Whereas 
big generality and depends on the business, but typically traditional incumbent businesses are ones that were built for a different time and are trying to evolve their model and approach to the way things are today. So I think that, um, you know, one of the, one of the trends that is really interesting, particularly in the world of fintech is, you know, for a B2C company in fintech, a lot of times marketing is tied very closely to product. So marketing will roll up to the CPO or product a little bit less frequently could roll up to the CMO. Or if it's a B2B business like we are, you have marketing and sales tied together in the chief commercial officer. And I think that's because in a uh, in a modern business, marketing serves a purpose of driving growth of the business. It's not just about building the brand. It's not just about communications. And so you need to figure out, depending on the type of business you are, and also the casting of the people that you have, what the right remit is for growth within the organization. The obvious one that you see a lot as well is chief growth officer. Um, so I think it's just about that broader perspective of the role of marketing is to drive growth of a business, depending on who you are and the people that you have on board, what's the best way to set your C-suite person up to do that. Then that, that's going to be quite tricky to develop those kinds of skills. If you've come up from a marketing background, like you've got all this experience in marketing, then you get to the C-suite and suddenly you've got to learn all this new stuff. Like it must be a bit of like a trial by fire for a lot of CMOs. You know, it depends on, um, it depends on how long you've been doing it in a different way, but also how flexible you are to learn something new and take on board feedback and change your perspective on things. But the other thing I'd say is like, you know, this is my perspective and this is what I think works. I know works at 11FS and I think works in a lot of other organizations, but there's absolutely no one size fits all. So in a lot of companies, there are very successful CMOs who just focus on that portion of it. So it really depends. But I do think that if you are a up and coming, even kind of like mid about to ascend to the senior levels of marketing, and that's what you want your career path to be, getting product experience, getting sales experience, broadening that base to encompass the tangential remits of what drives growth of a company is is going to be time well spent. And I suppose that a lot of CMOs have to fulfill the role of sort of tech evangelists within the company as well. Like they have to build their bar tech. Um, they have to understand the, the, the stack that they're giving their team in a, in a way that CMOs traditionally maybe didn't have to rely on. It was more like the CTO's job to drive that kind of stuff. Whereas now they have to sell their um the MarTech purchase and and the integration uh, with the rest of the C-suite in a lot of bigger way. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, for a CMO, for any role, the pace of change is only increasing. Software is eating the world. Pick whatever cliche you want. But the fact of the matter is there are so many new tools and technologies out there. Every month there's something new. And so it can feel like a lot to stay on top of what's happening. But I think that, uh, you know, you need to keep a pulse on those changes in the industry, because if you are running your marketing team with an approach, a strategy, a tech stack that was designed for five years ago, then you're out of date and losing ground to a competitor who is doing it in, you know, using all of those opportunities that exist today. So I think that constant never getting comfortable, a prompt that I use all the time to kind of help make decisions or just gut check where I am is if I was going to start. XYZ, whatever it is. If I was going to start this podcast, if I was going to start this campaign, if we were going to start this part of the company from scratch today, how would we do it? And it's never, you know, it's never going to be exactly that because you're not starting it from scratch, but that gives you a sense of how much of a gap there is 
between how somebody else might be doing it or where the biggest opportunity is. And then you can go try to close that. But I think that is a big dimension to the role of a successful CMO that I think existed before, but is certainly more important now and growing every year. Technology and data and learning that on a practitioner level, not just reading the headlines, but actually getting experience hands-on with these tech stacks and using data and applying it to how you do marketing. But then also, you know, most CMOs have a team under them. So making sure that you have the right balance of art and science of technology and creativity within your team is really important as well. So in terms of learning, like the, you mentioned the hands-on experience, is that something CMO should be expected to have before they reach that role? Or is that something a CMO could get into that role and then learn on the job kind of thing? Personally, again, my opinion, I think it's really important to, especially when you elevate to a senior C-suite role, it's really important to keep a hands-on perspective and pulse of what's happening in, on the ground within your team, within the company, but also within the industry. I think there is no, that's the gap that gets created and why people and organizations get outdated is they're too far in kind of the macro and they don't really understand because change comes from the micro. It's the little things that are changing, the little things that people are saying, the little pieces of new technology that come out. So while if you're C-suite, you have to focus on the big picture and you have to focus on setting the team around you up for success, it's so important to find a way to make time for those one-on-ones, you know, skip level or all the way down the organization or you know, setting up a Coinbase account to go buy an NFT so that you can actually see what it looks like and, you know, have a perspective on what that means. That's not just what somebody else fed you through an article in Adweek. Um, so personally, I do think it's important just on a principle level to not just operate um, at 10,000 feet, but actually spend time walking around and tasting and feeling how things are on the ground. But I think that applies to any role. Yeah, you mentioned the C-suite and one of the big issues I've had I've heard coming up a lot from conversations I've had with other CMOs is how difficult it is to sell their role to the rest of the C-suite, how it is to get other internal stakeholders aligned with them, get other departments on board with marketing campaigns. Do you think this idea of expanding and evolving the role of the CMO would allow CMOs to navigate the C-suite more successfully? Like having a foot in these different departments will allow you to get those other departments on board more easily. Yeah, for sure. I mean, particularly within any organization, but particularly a big organization, so much of what you're able to accomplish depends on the relationships and support that you have from the people around you. You know, big thing for me coming to 11FS and, and I think why we're able to be successful with a lot of the stuff that we do on the marketing and the commercial front is because we have a CEO and David Breer who really understands and invests in and supports marketing. And that that was one of the, that was a conversation that we had up front because particularly coming to a B2B business, oftentimes that's not the case. And so I knew that there was going to be an environment here to help me and the team around me um, be set up for success. But I do think that really matters. And yeah, I mean, any CEO would love to hear from their CMO more talk or more evidence of how marketing is actually translating into commercial results, into business results, depending on what you do and, and what that means for you. Um, but I do think a lot of it comes down to relationships. A lot of it comes down to education. It's it's rare that CEOs are coming from a marketing background. So you have to think about how do you help them understand um, why this matters and why it's better to do it this way and kind of take them on that journey. 
one of the things I always think about, which I think can apply to a lot of different things is there's a difference between being right and being effective. You can know the best marketing campaign to do, have the best strategy, but it doesn't matter if you can't actually get the support that you need from the people around you. And so you need to be able to do both, both those things as effective CMO, particularly nowadays. But I think this opportunity of thinking more broadly about marketing as growth, how do you work with products? How do you work with sales? I think tying those things together is something that would go over well in, you know, in any boardroom or to any CEO. I suppose you'd have to sort of have a conversation with um, the heads of sales, the heads of product. If, you, if a CMO is looking to make that move into expanding their role into that, like you wouldn't want to be stepping on people's toes. Is that the kind of conversation that is difficult to have in your experience or is it just something that can happen quite naturally? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you got to be smart about it. Um, for us, it kind of made natural sense just to have that evolution. There wasn't anybody at the C-suite level who was looking looking over sales before I got here. Um, but you definitely need to be smart about it. I think even if there is already a CRO or a chief commercial officer in your CMO, what happens when you put marketing and sales under the same person or when you put marketing and product under the same person is there's just better integration. So instead of people pulling in slightly different directions or caring about their results, not the growth results, you can accomplish that by just having better cohesion and better communication and better integration between the teams. So if your organization is not going to have marketing and sales consolidated and you do have a VP of sales or a CRO to work with, your relationship with that person is going to be one of the most important things because that then sets up the team underneath you. And again, it's about growth. It's not about marketing or sales. It's about marketing and sales because they're two sides of the same growth coin. And so one of the big issues as well facing a lot of CMOs is they have some of the shortest tenure out of C-suite executives. And there's been loads and loads of thought pieces about reasons behind this. And um, I don't think anyone really knows the exact answer to it, but do you think this kind of expanded role would increase the average tenure of a CMO? Do you think it would give more job security to CMOs out there? Yeah, I think so. I mean, coming back to what I said before, if you can move marketing closer to or be able to prove more clearly the impact of marketing on sales or on customer retention or any of the product metrics that really matter to your business, then for sure, you know, I think that's one of the things that a lot of CMOs or, or CEOs struggle with with their CMOs is not being able to actually fully understand the impact and specifically the financial results of what an investment, a proper investment in marketing does. So absolutely, I think this type of integration, whether it, whether it is in the same role or just in terms of how you work with your other C-suite colleagues, definitely would increase the tenure of a CMO. And just to play devil's advocate here, are we in danger of diluting the value of the CMO role as itself? Is it, are, the, is it, are we going to see that disappear in the all the CMOs going to branch off to be CCOs or CPOs or something like that? I don't think so. I think it's more of an evolution than a, than a kind of split on the, um, on the, uh, on the chain. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I think it's probably more like that, but I do think that in today's day and age, you should be able to have a better understanding of the results that marketing is driving. And so, you know, it, it should be easier if you're good and if um, you're able to drive those results to really 
prove them, but there's always going to be a role for marketing because at the end of the day, marketing serves to connect the product to the consumer. So somebody has to do that. And it's funny in the world of fintech, this is more a few years ago, but there's this whole kind of thing of people saying they didn't do marketing. You know, Monzo, Revolut, a lot of those challenger banks in the UK would say, oh, we don't do marketing. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you do marketing, you just don't do big paid media campaigns. But your marketing is you have communities built around your brand. You do your you know, waiting list referral scheme. You have ways that you connect the product to the consumer. That's marketing. That role will always exist. It's just, like I said, an evolution of what that skill set looks like in the C-suite role, what the title looks like in the C-suite role, and what the responsibilities are day-to-day and week-to-week. And the, the very act of saying we don't do marketing is a marketing strategy in itself. It's funny. I never thought of that. It's so true. (laughs) Like the surely the better thing would be to say not say anything. Like the better very fact they put that out there says, oh, that's a message. That's something they're saying to the consumers. Hard to get marketers not to say anything though. So (laughs) it'd be hard to get guests with this if I couldn't get marketers to say something. Um so we talked about the changes of the CMO role. Um and a lot of that's to do with how tactics evolve with the CMO role, how marketing changes. But what are the constants needed to be a good CMO? Like what principles should they keep in line? Yeah. I mean, I actually think the biggest thing doesn't even have to do with marketing. I think it's about leadership and management because the impact of what you can do if you're in a role that is anything more than just you doing it, if you have a team underneath you, the biggest variable to your success or failure is how well you can hire and set up the team underneath you to do what they do best. So, um, you know, maybe that's a little bit of an obvious statement, but I do think that that is the biggest thing is like, that's probably gonna be the biggest, you could be the, to what I said before, being right and effective, you could be the most brilliant marketer out there, but if you can't get the right talent on board, if you can't give them what they need, if you can't have them aligned and cohesive and working towards the same outcome, it doesn't matter and vice, and vice versa. Um, you know, if you're exceptional at that, even if you're not a, 11 out of 10 marketer or marketeer, I think you'll still be much more successful. So I think that's a constant. It's just the people, leadership and management skills. And then at the end of the day, all of these changes, the changing role, the changing titles, new technology, you know, all these trends and stuff that we see out there at the end of the day, marketing drives growth of an organization by connecting the product to the consumer. And good marketing, regardless of the channel or the creative or the type of business that you're doing it in, is about a deep understanding of your audience, telling a compelling story around that, that your brand you know, can say, producing engaging content that people actually want to spend time with, and then distributing it through channels where there's real attention. And ideally, where you can buy that attention cheaper than other people, meaning things like digital media where the performance of your media depends on the creative asset that you put into it. And also there's so many channels where stuff is just cheaper because it's newer and supply and demand, there's less people buying it. So those four things, that's marketing, right? Audience, brand story, content, and distribution. So if you boil it all back, those will always be constants, regardless of all these changes that are happening at the at the superficial level. Circling back to the team building and team management skills. It's it's strange that we call these soft skills when they are such a constant to being a CMO, being in the C-suite as a whole, being a leader. Um, If the CMO role is expanding and evolving, um, do you think 
the team needs to expand and evolve or is it better to just have that full-on dedicated marketing team? Or do you think you're going to get like more of like ex- expanded team that a CMO is running? Mm. So do you mean different types of disciplines under the CMO or different yeah. skill sets needed within the team? Yeah, I mean, it could be uh, like, t- we talk about T-shaped marketers mm. and a lot. So what does what does a T-shaped marketer look like underneath a CMO with this sort of expanded skill set and purview. Yeah. So I think, you know, much like any team, you know, sports is obviously the, is the analogy that everybody always goes to, but it's less about the shape and skill set of one individual and more about holistically how you put that team together and how they complement each other and how they work together and all those things. And I do think that's true, but you know, maybe this is where the sports analogy falls apart. The game is evolving, right? And so over time, you're going to need different skill sets within your team. But I think if you use that prompt of, if you were going to start building a team from scratch today, what are the skill sets you need? What are the types of people you need? What's the experience that you need within it? And then you can't all you can't wipe the slate clean all the time, and you shouldn't because, well, you shouldn't. And continuity really matters. Like having people who have spent a lot of time together really helps in terms of effectiveness and efficiency of their output. But that prompt always helps me because it just shows you where maybe there's a bit of a gap between where you are and where you should be. And then you can focus on fixing it. Um, A couple of the things that I think are different now than they were five years ago, certainly 10 years ago in terms of building a marketing team. Good marketing, especially now, is a blend of art and science. And different organizations are naturally going to be more artistic or more scientific in how they do marketing. Um, but I think you need, depending on the type of organization you are and the type of CMO you are, you need to find that right blend for you. And I think that's an easy thing to overlook or maybe forget about is you kind of build a team just based on the best people that you find. You need to make sure that you find that balance. So finding people that are quant and finding people that are qual, finding people who can take, you know, really crunch data and pull insights out of it with people who can really come up with creative concepts around it. That's probably one of the biggest, um, complementary skill sets that you need to find a way to implement within your team. So I think it's, you know, to come back to the question, I think it's less about a specific T-shaped type of skill that you need and more about how your team looks holistically and whether that matches the needs of the business and the changing nature of the industry and, you know, what you need to be successful as a CMO. So, um, so what what are the pitfalls to be avoided? If those are the constants you need to keep in mind, what should CMOs avoid if they're going to be successful, especially if they're looking to evolve into these roles? Yeah, I, I do think that um, what we were talking about earlier of making sure that you don't get caught spending too much time in the armchair and you are actually on the pitch and you know um, understanding what's going on in the industry at a practitionership level. I think that's really important. Um, one of the, one of the ones that I'm really passionate about is not doing marketing for the sake of marketing. I, I think that's a, that's an easy, I mean, every, everything is always bigger up close, right? So when you're a marketer looking at a creative campaign or looking at a strategy, it seems like the tiniest detail matters a ton, but being customer or audience centric will always guide you well, no matter what you do. And so I think it's always putting yourself in the shoes of your audience, or your customer and being like, does this matter? Am I doing it for the right reasons? But I think that's something that every industry, but certainly marketing you know, maybe has a tendency to do is, 
it's not necessarily navel gazing. I think it's just getting a little bit caught up in your own perspective on the marketing you're doing as opposed to the job that the marketing is doing, which is for your audience, for your customer. So I think that's a big one. Just getting uh, you know a little bit too subjective, a little bit too caught up, spending a little bit too much time in your ivory tower. And actually, that's another one that kind of pulls pulls those two together of being out there in the details and uh, being audience and customer centric is, you know, I think a good CMO helps their business be more customer centric by being the voice of the customer internally, if that's not being brought from other places. So talking to customers, you know, putting out prompts of, hey, we'd love to hear your feedback calling people up or having them call you, you know, of course, like old school focus groups and stuff like that, but dialogue and communication and actually being on the front lines, talking to your customers to understand what their needs are, what they like, what they don't like. I actually think that's probably one of the single under leveraged and underutilized pages of the CMO playbook, particularly in big organizations where there end up being so many layers between the CMO and the customer. You got to cut through those. You got to be out there talking to the audience that you're trying to serve because that's the best way to understand how you can serve them. I mean, I suppose if you've got that foot in the product camp, then getting that types of feedback from from the, from your audience, from your customers can help drive that product development as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's that's one of the big things that you see in the startup world, fintech, but also other industries is and why marketing ends up sitting so closely to product. <clears throat> First of all, oftentimes a lot of those founding teams don't have marketers on them, but they do have great product people. And so it naturally evolves in that direction. But at the end of the day, the best marketing is a great product, right? And ideally you want both. You want a great product and you want great marketing. But if you had to pick one, the thing that will drive more growth is a great product. And so Again, cinching those two things together, particularly if you're a B2C business, but even if you're a B2B business, product and marketing, and whether it's under the same person or just the dialogue and the integration of those teams, especially if you work in an early stage business, making sure that marketing is serving that role of being a constant feedback loop, a constant laboratory almost for the product team to hear feedback and to test ideas and to constantly be evolving the product to try to get to fit, try to make it be great. Um, Cause once you get that, you know, that's the thing that will drive the most growth. But, so if a CMO has evolved themselves into this very expanded role, is that still possible to keep their fingers in that many pies as the, as the business grows to an enormous amount, say, of huge, say you've been in, the CMO role right from startup to multinational corporation stage. Can a CMO possibly still have that kind of wide view that we've been talking about? Or is do they have to just scale back to CM like of just being strict marketing at that stage? Yeah, obviously it depends, but the more, you know, the greater the scale, the greater the specialization needs to be. You know, it's kind of just a just a I guess, a, a truth. So in the beginning, it's much easier for that to be in the same person. Uh, even at mid-stage company, I, I think I would say, yes, it ha- you know, if you're talking about a massive multinational, I think it'd be really hard. Um, but I think the perspective is still right. If you're a CMO of a big multinational or you're the CCO of big, you know, thinking about growth holistically and how you have those right relationships and dialogue and integration of the teams, that will drive more growth. It just will as a first principle. And so whatever the realities of the landscape and the corporate structure and all that stuff around you, I think 
coming back to that is always going to be really important. But I do think it probably scales further than you would think. I was talking talking to a friend of mine who's chief, his role is chief digital officer, um, but essentially product and marketing together. And they're a half a billion dollar company in the US. So it depends on the business. It depends on the people you have around you. But I think coming back to everything we've been talking about, just having that perspective on growth and how product marketing sales, any of the relevant disciplines internally can do that regardless of who they sit with. I think that's, that's, that's really the gist of this conversation. So maybe just to, to tie things off, um, let's hypothesize for a second, five years from now, what does the ideal CMO look like? Oh man. Um, yeah, I should probably think about that and get to work on it, shouldn't I? That's a really good question. Um, I think, you know, I probably won't be saying too much new, but that's kind of me. Like there's kind of three to five things I really believe in. And I just try to, uh, I just try to, you know, do them as well as I can. I do think that the ideal CMO will be a fantastic people manager, leader, relationship builder, that's the thing that matters most for, for any, any, any organization, for people at that level, that is it. Your success depends on how, how good you are at finding, attracting, identifying, and setting up for success the best talent around you. I think that's the biggest thing. But I think more, more specifically, probably the answer that you're looking for is like the skill set for a CMO five years from now. I think it's always tough to predict the future. And actually there's much more opportunity in just more quickly reacting to the present than other people. Meaning we know MarTech is a huge opportunity. You know, the advantages of it are only increasing. Stop listening to people talking about it on podcasts and go figure it out for your organization. Like moving faster on things as opposed to trying to predict where they are in the future. I'd say as a general a general piece of advice, that would be mine and that's what I try to do. But I do think those trends, like clearly marketing is going more in the direction of how can you enable your marketing team and organization with technology? That's gonna be a big one. Um, the, shifting, the shifting landscape of consumer attention is always one to keep an eye on and making sure that you understand it, everything that's happening in voice is really fascinating to me right now, NFTs and blockchain and what that's going to mean. So I think keeping an eye on those trends, but again, those aren't predicting, those are more just reacting to what's happening and making sure that you are practicing on those platforms, not just reading the headlines about them. Um, and then I think the other thing that's interesting is just things always come in cycles, right? And so sometimes they can go a little bit too far and actually have to come back. One example, to show you what I mean is, I think there's so much talk around data, which obviously is important. It's information. And if you're better informed, you can make better decisions. But I think sometimes organizations and CMOs can get too focused on the data as opposed to, they can focus on the data as an end, as opposed to data as a means to an end. Because really what you want out of the data is insight. And so if you just focus on how are you warehousing your data, how are you collecting your data, how are you looking at your weekly KPIs, you're not actually taking advantage of the opportunity that that data creates. So I think there's going to be a little bit of, a, of an evolution to that conversation where it's not really data, it's insight from data. And how do you have people that can really make use of that? So very long-winded answer. <laughs> but basically, to sum it up for you, I'd say, don't worry as much about predicting the future. Worry much more about just acting on how things are right now. However, 
anything, you know, there's a few investments that will always be good to make. One of them is leadership and management skills, getting that experience. Others are on understanding the implications of technology and data to the role of CMO. And then lastly, following consumer attention and trends um, and really being on, you know, on top of those. Um, I think that'll be really important as well. Awesome. Thank you very much, Eric. I think that's a great note to, to end on. Um, thank you very much for listening and we'll be back soon with more CMO combos.